Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to How To Tuesday Today. This is a really good one. It's springtime, and there are a lot of people that are going down to try to catch a tarpon, a bonefish, a permit, redfish, a lot of fly fishing going on either in the Florida Keys, the Bahamas, people are going to the Seychelles, lots of different places, lots of different anglers headed to these destinations. So the subject that we're going to go over today is something that every guide has discussions with their clients about. And I'm going to say that it is the single most important thing to success in fly fishing. It's a big statement. I mean, we've gone over many different things about fly fishing out of a skiff and, you know, everything from how to practice, how to get better at your cast. And believe it or not, I do not believe that your ability to cast is the most important thing in fly fishing for these these fish. And I'll say that because I've seen some really good casters that have a really bad skill set in what we're going to go over today. And they don't do as well as a mediocre caster that has really good skills. And the skills that we're talking about are fly line management in a skiff. Okay, fly line management. What does that mean exactly? That means that when you have 60, 70, 80 feet of line in the boat waiting to cast, that it is in a nice orderly way, that when you cast it doesn't tangle, that the wind doesn't blow it out of the boat and cause all sorts of problems like getting around the trim tab, going under the boat, going around the bow, all kinds of things. You have to remember that this sport, no matter what Instagram says, you know, when you look at somebody's Instagram profile and it's, hey, we caught so many fish today, it's not always like that. And in fact, 
there are many days where you may only get really one really good quality shot, the thing that you've been waiting for. And you want to do everything that you can possibly do to prepare yourself for that one shot. And you also want to go into the the day with a mindset of, we may only get one shot. So every single shot that we get, we need to maximize our opportunities. Now, a lot of people just have poor fly line management skills. They simply just haven't learned from an experienced guide that has seen this happen over and over and over again, where somebody is perfectly capable of casting the fly to the fish, but for one reason or another, their fly line gets wrapped around their foot or it gets wrapped around uh, the push pole holder or it comes up in a giant knot and you don't catch the fish. Frustration abounds for everyone. Angler, certainly frustrated, but the guide is super frustrated because the guide's looking down there thinking, man, that could have been avoided. Okay, well, as far as the guides go, it could have been avoided with good communication between you and your angler. But, you know, especially if you are kind of bringing an angler up, like somebody that fished with you one day last year, now he's fishing with you five days this year, he's thinking about fishing two weeks next year, you know, take take some time to to teach this person some good skills and good habits and good uh, discipline on their line management, and it will go a long way. All right, so here are the basics of fly line management. When you show up to a new spot, you stand up on the deck with your fly rod. It's all put away. You've got the fly hooked on one of the guides, and, and the line's all reeled up tight. So what you want to do is you want to get enough line out that you're going to be able to handle any situation in that spot, but not too much line that it's really difficult to manage. Never get backing out on a boat. That is a really bad deal. If you've got to cast that far, then it's really bad news for everybody. Backing and fly line, even though they live together on the boat, on the reel, they really don't like each other when they come off the reel and it results in a tangle every time. So most anglers are going to be able to cast comfortably about 60 feet. Okay. So what we want to do is you don't want to do the, the trout fishing thing where you go out there and all the lines on the reel and you start false casting and you're pulling, you know, six to eight inches of line off the reel, maybe a couple of feet of line off the reel as you're false casting. Don't do that in saltwater. Not a good, not a good strategy at all. What you want to do is go ahead and strip off all the line that you're going to need off the reel right away. And I do this. There's there's really two ways. This this line does not belong on the deck. It either belongs in the cockpit or it belongs in some sort of a stripping basket. A lot of guides are putting these spikes on the sides of their boats um, that tend to keep the line in the boat. It's a good idea. It's definitely going to help. But I still believe that the cockpit is a better place for it or a stripping basket. And there are some really good stripping baskets out there. And, and anglers that know how to use these stripping baskets rarely are having these problems that we're talking about, the fly line getting blown off the boat, the fly line ending up in the water, causing all kinds of problems. So let's just say for the purpose of this, we're either going to put it in the 
in a stripping basket or we're going to put it in the cockpit. Let's just say even for this first explanation, we don't have a stripping basket. So we're going to step down into the cockpit. The cockpit should be clean and uncluttered. There shouldn't be anything down there. Um, if there is, move it, get it out of the way, uh, put it somewhere else, put it in a hatch, put it up on top of the cooler, find yourself a clear, uncluttered place. And you're going to pull off your 60 feet of line if you're a 60-foot caster. If you're a 60-foot caster, you're actually going to pull off 70 feet of line because you never want to snipe, snap tight to the reel. So you pull off your 70 feet of line. Now, as you pull that off, you are definitely not ready to cast because what happens is when you pull that line off, you're forming a pile where the line that will go out first is now on the bottom of the pile. The line that goes out last is on the top of the pile. Okay, that's the opposite of what you want. So what you're going to do is you're going to pull it off of the reel, and then we're going to restrip this line or reverse the line so that we form a pile where the line that go, will go out first as you cast is on the top of the pile, and it will pull off of the top of the pile and go out there without any problem at all. Okay? So if you cast and the line is being pulled from the bottom of the pile, almost always you get a knot. If you can reverse the line and have the line pull off of the top, you'll get far fewer knots, okay? So the way that we do that, just simply pull the line off the reel, and then I'm going to hold my rod exactly like I'm going to strip a bonefish fly or a tarpon fly in. So i got the handle, i got the line underneath my index finger, and I'm going to reach between the reel and my index finger, and I'm going to grab that little loop of line, and I'm going to stand off to the side of the pile of line that I created by pulling the line off the reel. And I'm going to start stripping right there, and I'm going to strip and form a nice, neat pile. Okay? That's one way to do it. We're forgetting a critical piece of the puzzle here. The line also needs to be stretched. If you stretch a fly line, no matter what brand or manufacturer, some are it's way more important than others, if you can stretch a fly line, you'll get far less tangles. Getting far less tangles is going to turn into far more fish. So what we're going to do is strip it off the reel, and we're going to either go into the stripping deal. If you, if you just came from a spot, you know, maybe you can get away without strip, without stretching it every single time. If it's only been on the reel for, you know, five minutes on a boat ride. But for the most part, I stretch my line every single time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to strip off into that pile and I'm going to reach down like I'm going to fish and I'm going to grab that little, little piece of line. And then I'm going to put my rod down and I'm going to pull with my right arm and then pull out with my left arm until I make almost at my wingspan. Like my, and I'm going to give it one little, one little easy stretch. And I'm going to put that line down. And then I'm going to take another six feet of line, five feet of line, and give it a little stretch. And each time I'm going to carefully place this line back into this little pile that I'm making. So I'm getting it out of this unorganized pile that came off the reel. And I'm stretching it. And I'm making it. Uh, organized so that it's going to fly out properly. And I'm also stretching it, two birds with one stone.
okay? I'm going to stretch it all the way down to where the leader meets the rod tip. I mean, to where the leader meets the fly line. And uh, so now you have a nice stretched line. You have a neat pile. And you're going to get the fly line back out of the rod tip if it went into it, which it'd be better if it didn't. And you're going to stand up on the deck. So now your line resides in the cockpit. You're standing up on the deck. The line is typically going off of your lee side. So if the wind is blowing it into your leg, step over it and have it on the other side. So if the wind, if you have a left-hand wind, I'll typically have the line on my right side. If I have a right-hand wind, I'll typically have it on my left side. The reason for this is that it's blowing. It's blowing around your legs. It's really easy to step on it, right? I want it away from my feet. I don't want to be stepping on the line, and I want to know where that line is at all the time, all times. Now, one thing that a lot of people do, a really bad habit, is they get up there, they stretch out their line, everything's good, and they just feel like they just have to cast. This is not the time to be practice casting or false casting. All of that should have happened before the trip. This is definitely not the time. There are a lot of times when you show up at a, at a flat and uh, you get your line ready and here's a shot. He's coming. And in fact, you're hurrying to get your line ready. Just keep remembering, you might only get one shot and you want to make every shot count. So when you get up there, you got your line ready. Now's the time to make sure that everything is perfect and you're ready to cast. So you're going to get the fly between your index finger and your thumb of your left hand, if you're right-handed. You're going to have about a rod and a half length of line outside of the rod tip plus the leader. My standard of this is that if I hold the rod and I have my fly line out and the leader out and I'm holding the fly, I do not want this fly line or leader to get anywhere near where the guide is pulling the boat. You don't want the guide to be pulling and all of a sudden he puts his push pole through a loop of your fly line. Causes problems, lots of problems. So what you want is if you have the rod facing forward, which you should so that you can point with a rod when a guide calls out where the fish is, 11 o'clock, you immediately point at what you think is 11 o'clock. When you're pointing forward, the line should come back and form a loop just a little bit past the console. Not much. You're going to stay out of the guide's way. He's going to stay out of your way. And you're going to have enough line outside of the rod tip to where you can roll cast and start into your fly cast. Okay? So, a lot of times we're out there, it's really windy. And the line gets blown around. A lot of times, maybe you have to get down, get back up on the, on the deck. Maybe you change flies. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the guide had to get down and get something out of the cooler. I don't know. Anything could happen. If anything disturbs this nice little pile of line that you have, pull in just a little bit of line, hook the fly on the guide, go down there and reverse your line again. Okay. Take the line that comes off the reel, make sure that's on the bottom of the pile, 
and reverse or, or restrip that line again so that you create this nice, neat pile that is ready to roll anytime. So if you make a cast, the top of the pile is coming off, the line's coming off the top of the pile, and you're not going to get in any tangles, any problems. Okay, when it's time to go to another spot, you simply start reeling in. I do not like, even at this point, I don't like to make uh, a, a, a false cast or, a, or just make a cast out there and reel it in. One thing that happens a lot <clears throat> are these small little kudas on the flats, on, especially on a good day, on an active day. Everything's active. Everything's eaten. You might have one of these little six or eight inch kudas come and snip off your fly or worse, snip your, your uh, shock tippet or someplace on your leader that you don't notice, you hook a fish and pop, it's gone immediately. So I like to, you know, basically cast it, the opportunities that I have. Other than that, really not a lot of casting. The casting practice should have happened before. So every time you make a cast, you know, that's, that's a moment that you're not ready for the real shot. And the real shot usually comes when you make a beautiful 80-foot cast and you're stripping in and here comes the permit, here comes the tarpon, here comes the bonefish, and you're not ready. And you know what? That could have been the best shot you had all day. That could have been your, could have been your shot. So try to stay disciplined and ready and try to always be thinking about what's the condition of my line? Is it in a nice, neat pile? Did something happen to it? Did the wind blow it around? Did I step on it? If so, and it doesn't look like anything's happening for a second, reverse that line, make a new neat pile, get ready, stand up on the deck. This will make a mediocre caster a great fisherman or a great fly angler. The lack of discipline, the lack of skills in this area will make a great fly caster a really poor fly angler. Because every time a fish shows up, the line's under the boat. Or every time a fish shows up, you cast and it comes up in a big knot. Not going to catch a lot of fish like that. So this, in my opinion, is the most important. You may think otherwise. If you do, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. Um, and let me know if you have other drills, other ways that you like to manage your line. That's cool. I also like to keep it clean right? A clean line is, will, will cast better. And there's all kinds of, um, there's all kinds of line cleaners and little felt pads that you can have and put this, you know, a little bit of gel on there and, uh, like silicone kind of stuff, slippery. And, um, you can, you can kill three birds with one stone. You can stretch it out, clean it and restrip it into a nice neat pile. And if you've got a really nice, clean, slick line, you're definitely going to be able to cast a lot better, a lot further. Slick line also doesn't tangle as much. So that's uh, that's a really good tip. This is a really good How-To Tuesday because it's a really good subject. And it's a subject that every guide that takes fly anglers for a living is very aware of. That if you can keep your line ready in the boat in a nice, neat pile, and you can only cast 50 feet, you're going to catch more fish than the guy that can cast 100 feet and can't keep his line straight. No doubt about it. All right. That's How-To Tuesday for today. 
How-To Tuesday for next week. Going to be some drills that you can do to make sure that your fly line management is up to up to speed before you go on one of these trips. How you can do this on a football field, at home, on a pond, on a dock, wherever. You can simulate simulate a skiff and uh, and start to develop good line management habits. All right, I hope that helps. I hope you guys go out there and catch a fish for a lifetime, and uh, and I hope this was helpful. All right, see you. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6'8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.